Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell and that is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries and this is Solid Steps Radio. If you are joining us for the very first time, whether on purpose or accidentally, thanks for joining us. Hope you'll hang around for a little bit. We're a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. We know men can talk about sports, weather, and politics really easy, but when we start talking about the bigger things in life, uh, eternity and God and who we are in that whole process, that's how our name of the show came up, Solid Steps. How do we walk in this journey with God and with other people? And we believe here that you are not fulfilling your destiny as a man or woman if you are not walking with Jesus Christ. And uh, we talk about life and everything we talk about kind of that kind of points back to him. And it's the same thing. We kind just of, keep kind pointing of, back. Keep pointing back to him. So today we're having something special. Uh, we have only a couple few times a year. Uh, we will have a few ladies on the show. And today we have a couple friends of ours uh, on the show. And really, it's kind of a knock against guys. Because truth be told, uh, these ladies who have been through... Uh, in the next few weeks shows, if you're depending on when you hear us on the weekend or how soon you hear this, uh, these series of shows we're going to have are really dedicated to soul care. And when I say soul care, I can hear men go, whoa, man, what are you talking about soul care? Like, what's that all about? Well, we have a part of us, the outside part and the inside part. What you see and what you don't see in the unseen world is a big deal to God. And so we want to talk about what it means to take care of your soul. And these two ladies who we've been on a soul care retreat with over a two-year process, and they are willing to come in and talk about it from their perspective, and uh, we're really happy to have them. So we're going to talk today about what it means to go on a on retreat, the power of retreat, but also a specific retreat Kurt puts on through Further Soul Ministries, a soul care uh, retreats, eight retreats for a year over a two-year period, and we want to talk about their experience in that. So it's, it's uh, Chad, it's every quarter we do a retreat, and every retreat, uh, the next one is built on the past experience. And uh, so let, let me ask, before we get into, uh, I'm going to introduce Tracy and Angie, and I'm just going to say, welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Um, and we are, uh, Angie was supposed to be in studio with us, but uh, she, uh, some kind of COVID thing is going on. And so she's uh, staying home and calling in. Now, if anybody here listens now, Angie, you don't have COVID, correct? <laughs> yeah, you, no, yeah, you, you do don't have COVID. have COVID. Let's not throw her under the bus, make everybody think they don't want to be hanging out with Angie. <laughs> but before I'll I walk ask, out and everyone's running from me, we'll understand why. <laughs> No, we just know you possibly were exposed and you're just being cautious and we appreciate your caution and uh, your uh, diligence there. I'm not for sure I would do, be doing what you would do. I I'm, can be a little reckless at times. But uh, but before I ask uh, Tracy and Angie, I want to ask Chad. So when we when you heard about the soul transformational journey, the, the soul care journey experience, the two years, mm-hmm. Uh, why in the world did you jump into it? Well, I heard it was four retreats, 24 hours, and I thought, that means I get to go be by myself for 24 hours. After <laughs> six, after being with the boys. <laughs> and I tried to get Jenna to go, and it was just not a good time for her. Just, you know, it's never a good time to get away from your kids for a long time when you're a stay-at-home mom. But, um, we, you know, and you, I went on it because I just knew it was just something that my soul needed. I needed to get to a rhythm of life. I knew I wasn't going to, I needed to put 
that on my schedule. Jesus and me together on the schedule. And that helped me do that. Yeah, for sure. So Tracy and Angie, you heard about this uh, soul experience. Here's, here's my question. Now, I mean, the Bible has a lot to say about the soul. I mean, let me just read a verse. You just m- Most people, you kind of read it. And uh, last week we talked about the, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He leads me to, uh, to green pastures, quiet waters. He restores my soul. Uh, many people are familiar with that. Psalm, here's another verse, Psalm 19. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. And so my question to you two ladies, why in the world did you want to jump into this experience? Well, Tracy, why don't we start with you? That's a great question. And I was kind of with Chad of, I have three boys and some time to myself and I love Country Lake. And so anytime to be out in beauty and fresh air, I was like, sweet, sign me up. (laughs) And, but logistically it came about that um, Kim Pryor uh, reached out to my neighbor and I, um, and because her husband had gone through it and said it was phenomenal for him and he grew and so he wanted his wife to do it. So he was willing to take on the kids for the weekends that um, so that she could have that opportunity to go do that. So um, she invited us to go along with her, which um, for me, it was a good timing. I was coming out of uh, another commitment. Um, and so, um, but for Susan, it was not. Um, she had some stuff on the schedule, but we lo- we did discipleship curriculum all together. And so we loved growing and talking about the same things at the same time. So that was the fun part of it. So when Kim and I would go on the weekends, Susan got a little bit jealous. And so she, but you'll be excited to know she has already signed up for the next round. Nice. Yep. She's excited. That's awesome. Um, Yes. Kim actually was supposed to be here today Mm -hmm. joining you and Angie and, uh, but work prohibited that. And uh, so we'll hopefully connect with her down the road. Hey, Angie, talk to us yep. about why in the world you jumped into this experience and uh, what was what's going on in your world? Uh, yeah, I actually heard about it through your daughter, Olivia. Um, she's become a good friend of mine and just going through some life events and reading every book I could find and watching every podcast and sermon and doing everything I knew knew to do, but just felt like there was something I was missing. And so she recommended the retreat. And then I actually went over to Tracy's house and was helping her wrap Christmas gifts because I actually like wrapping Christmas gifts. So I went over there and we were wrapping and I looked at her and I said, have you heard of this soul transformation? And she's like, what? I was going to do that. So that just kind of made it an easy choice for me after that, realizing that we both kind of got led to the same path in two different ways. I thought, well, I've got to do it now. My buddy Tracy's doing it. (laughs) Holy Spirit confirmation. Oh, yeah. It's always good when a buddy goes with you. Uh, so um, let, let me just ask, uh, kind of jump into the whole experience. Uh, um, week, uh, uh, the first retreat is all about Sabbath and rest. And the second retreat is all about uh, the first couple of retreats are rest and then um, silence and solitude, learning how to pause and uh, to be still and know that he is God. Um 
what stuck out to you in those two couple first couple retreats? Well, I did not, growing up as a pastor's kid, I'll be honest, we didn't really do Sabbath. And so it was kind of a conceptual idea, theoretically, but not necessarily practiced. And so um, trying to find a 24-hour window to pull back from everything and to find out, uh, to even ask myself, like, what does restore me or what does fill me instead of what drains me. And so actually the kids and I have enjoyed going on this journey kind of together. So I had them partner with me and they have to make a kind of a list of things that fill them. And we made a list of things that drain us. So um, not being legalistic about it. Um, And ours has to run from mid afternoon on a Saturday to after church on a Sunday so that we could get ready for the next week, Sunday evening, get homework done. Um, But we have to prepare ahead of time Saturday morning to get ready for it. But then the seven-year-old's like, when is Sabbath starting? And they're like, okay, you know, is it Sabbath yet? Like, Because I will, I have to have that protected to lay down the to-do list, to lay down whatever it is, to let myself be. And so um, the kids enjoy because then we play games and we're relational and we do fun things, movie nights or, you know, whatever it is. But it's So, so the, uh, the, there was not a lot of pushback from the kids. No, other than the electronics, um, and I didn't want to be legalistic, but as I would allow something, I always said, hey, we're going to have to reevaluate it every time we, you know, let something in. And so uh, Fortnite and some of those other gaming things, when it escalated into yelling and everything, I'm like, so did that fill you or did that drain you? And so when you're fighting, that's not going to be helpful. So we're going to put that, but family movies or other things, um, different creative modes where you're creating something. Okay. Sounds good. So they, I mean, they really bought into this whole, uh, there's, there actually are things that drain us and there's things that fill us and they, they really understood that concept. Well, once I asked them to kind of sit with it, like, and I asked them kind of like different activities, did, do you feel like this made you feel better or do you make it feel worse? And so asking them the questions, they started to think about it on their own. That's interesting. Angie, did you, um, did you experience that? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the main things that, that it was freeing for me is just, I'd always grown up, you know, hearing about the Sabbath as being a Sunday and kind of having this perception of what that was supposed to look like. If it was Sabbath, these are the things I was supposed to do and these are the things I wasn't supposed to do. And what the retreat helped me see is it really doesn't have to fit in a box like that. Mm. It can be from Saturday to Sunday, like Tracy described. And I can really step back and say, well, what are the things that fill me and what are the things that don't? If it's walking outside in nature, then that's okay. Maybe that's how I hear from the Lord. And so that was really a freeing thing for me because I always kind of had some rules surrounding it that were perceptions that I had growing up. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to hear more from these ladies in the next few segments and we're going to ask some more questions and we're going to ask what they liked about the experience. We're going to ask what they didn't like about the experience. (laughs) We're going to ask about some of the expectations and, and just to talk a little bit about it. And if you're listening to this, we want you to go on this. We admit if one person would go on this, it'd be great to know they heard this and say, hey, I need, my soul needs rest. And if you're asking if you do, if you think yours does, I can answer that for you. It does. So (laughs) more than you even know. So we're going to take a break, come back in the next few segments, talk more about this here on Solid Steps Radio. 
Hello and welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That's Kurt Satter. We are here with Tracy and Angie, friends of ours who are talking about their experience with Soul Care Retreat that Kurt Satter puts on through Furtherstone Ministries. If you want to hear more about that, go to furtherstoneministries.org. Signing up right now for the 2021-22 season of uh, retreats. I guarantee you everybody needs a retreat after 2020. (laughs) So so some people want to sign up just to get away. I don't care what's going on. I'm going on that retreat, but uh, furtherstoneministries.org. We want to thank our sponsors, Ellen and Credit Union. They've been around the Louisville area for decades, helping out people, whether it's a business, personal, checking account, saving accounts, business account, credit card, home, auto loan, Ellen and Credit Union can take care of you as they've taken care of many and they take care of us. Vision First Eye Care. If you can't see, I got contacts in my eyes right now from Vision First Eye Care. They will take care of you in 11 cities uh, around the Louisville area, six areas, uh, Louisville area locations. They will look at you as more than just a set of eyes. You're a person to them. And then um, we also want to thank Frank Enterprises. Frank Enterprises, if you need something, if something's not draining where it's supposed to go and do what it's supposed to do with water outside, irrigation, septic tank, Frank Enterprises can help you out. And they also do incredible landscaping as well, Frank Enterprises. So, uh, Angie, uh, we were talking last segment about Sabbath and and rest and how our soul needs to be rest. There needs to be refreshment for our soul. And we were talking about um, the things that are life-giving and uh, things that drain us. Talk a little bit more from your perspective um, going through the retreats. Um, so I'm very much a task oriented person. I always have a list going. I always feel like I've got things to do. Um, it's just how I'm, I'm wired. And my job requires me to use my mind a lot. I have to problem solve. I work with people, which I enjoy. But a lot of times I get home after the work day and I'm just worn out. And going into the retreat, I had this notion in my, in my brain that, Sabbath meant I had to work and I had to read and I had to study and I had to complete more tasks. And what the retreat helped me see is that it's really more about the relationship and the rest. So resting my my soul and in my case, my mind and developing that connection. And so that could be things like cleaning and organizing, which are mindless tasks that I oddly enjoy. <laughs> or it could be walking outside, going on a nature walk, playing basketball, going for a run. It can be those types of things and still be part of a Sabbath. And that that's something that I never even saw before. I kept trying to cram in more on my list. So that was a very life-giving thing because what would happen is, is I would try to read that book or whatever I thought I needed to do on the Sunday, and it wasn't filling me up. It was actually draining me further. I like we and we use language like life giving, and I think um, I, you know when, when we when you we look at the beginning of time of creation, you know God creates God God creates, and then on the seventh day He rested, and I just think that's just the the beautiful example and model that He wants for us, and rest will look a little different for all of us. That's the beauty of it. It's not this cookie cutter. Um, uh, you know, it all looks the same. What you know, what Chad, what you do, I got to do the same thing. Tracy and you now, and Angie, it's it's different. Chad, you mentioned something in the break uh, that somebody mentioned to you about Sabbath. Yeah, they said that if you work with your mind during the week, 
and you don't do a lot of physical labor, that you should do a physical Sabbath, meaning using your hands for Sabbath, working out in the garden, doing odd jobs around the house, things that you don't Taking get a, a chance walk. to do. Just use your body for a Sabbath, not doing something too strenuous. But if you use your mind during the week, use your body during Sabbath. If you use your body during the week, take a rest and use your mind. Read a book, really engage your mind. I thought it was really great advice because it, it's not going to look the same for everybody. Yeah, I I, I love the quote. Um, I think it's, uh, oh golly, I, I can't remember the name now. It's uh, Mueller, Dr. Mueller, I think it is. And uh, when we don't take a Sabbath, when we don't rest, disease, sickness, uh, accidents can become our Sabbath. And that's exactly what we don't want. Well, I've encountered that at work because I'm a doctor at work and I've now started to see patients that they're dealing with something in their lives. And then all of a sudden something happens. I had a guy who's in his 40s have a heart attack and I'm like that does not compute doesn't make sense he had a normal calf and I just said hey and because I was on solar retreat I asked some more questions and I so I said hey you know are you dealing with something like are you know what's going on like and he then started crying and he just said I my dad and my uncle died within three months and my wife is currently dying and it was right around the holidays and I just looked at him like well no wonder you had a heart attack like there's the body keeps the score and it holds the stuff in whether it's the pace that we keep or the emotions that we stuff if we're not dealing with our soul which is our mind our body and our spirit like we have to take care of it as a whole yeah, I, that's very interesting. So this, uh, as a doctor, this made a lot of sense to you, the connection of mind, soul, body, spirit. Um, and if we hold, uh, if, if we're not getting the rest we need, and we're not doing the things that God wants us to enjoy, mm-hmm. um, our bodies take a toll. Yeah, there's been studies that are coming out, more and more emotional pain and things like that that aren't being dealt with in a healthy way, with healthy outlets. Um, are which is, to- which is by the way, our, our retreat number four is all about the body yeah, and the soul and the body and the connection with all that. We'll talk about that in a little bit later. But um, I wanted to ask both of you ladies, uh, what uh, in almost two years... What has been the most uh, beneficial, most, or the most transformational part of this experience for you guys? Angie, we'll let you go first. It's hard, yeah, it's hard to pick one, but the first thing that comes to mind, um, which honestly, when I say it, it, I almost hesitate and think, well, this is silly, but I grew up in church and I was always taught to pray, and prayers were always words. You always said things. And One of the things that the retreat talks about in the silence and solitude is the power of prayer and silence. And I had never practiced that or tried it. And at first it was so hard (laughs) to keep my mind on track. And it was great, though, because the retreat gave us ways that we could refocus ourselves and not condemn ourselves or um, feel like, you know, we were doing something wrong or feel guilty or shameful. We just basically reset our mind and continue to refocus. And I have to say, I've had some of the most powerful moments with the Holy Spirit through prayer and silence. Mm, That's awesome. I didn't know that. But for us thinkers, someone just told me recently, um, 
it's hard to shut our minds, even if we're sitting in solitude and we've taken that time, it's hard to shut the mind down. And so um, they had given the, um, the task of um, looking at your mind like a dry erase board. So if you can focus on a dry erase board, it's giving your mind something to do, but it's still blank and allow the Holy Spirit to write on it. And then you can hear better um, because you're blanking your mind out and it can be more of him, but yet it's not running away with the next thing on the to-do list. Yeah, that's a good... That's, yeah, that's, and I know one of the tips that was given was having some type of a phrase that helped you refocus yourself, and it was something really simple. Uh, mine was, I'm here, God. So every time I felt myself wondering, then I would just say, sometimes out loud, I'm here, God. Sometimes I'd have to say it multiple times <laughs> to get myself to stop trying to think about something else, but I just did it in a way that I didn't shame myself. I just said, all right, I'm just going to keep saying it until I refocus. And that was a really just simple, simple, helpful tip that helped me a lot and really encouraged me in that process. Yeah. We talked about uh, centering prayer and we talk about, um, uh, you know, just uh, uh, quick, uh, just quick prayers uh, back to the Lord. It doesn't have to be this long time, um, but it's also praying without words. We've, we've talked about that. But that's, that's, another, that's another topic. Uh, Tracy, back to you real quick. What, what was the most transformational part for you in the last uh, almost two years? For me, I had started some of the things that you talked about. And so it was actually, um, I had spent a lot of time at Iron Bell Ministries in the morning in kind of silence and solitude and listening to the Lord. And so all of a sudden you're putting words to things that the Lord started on a journey, maybe about two or three years prior. And, but to hear some of the, the books or the phrases or the quotes that you would say, I'm like, oh, no wonder that was so important. No wonder that was so life-giving. It makes sense now. And so it's um, so it's one of those things where even the Holy Spirit can coordinate and orchestrate it without having to know it with my brain first to then start practicing it, that um, the Lord knows what we need. And so he's going to guide us and direct us in that. Um, but I think that um, just the whole concept of soul-keeping was just one of those things where it helped to frame everything. Um, it helped to kind of get up in the watchtower to kind of understand the oversee the your life. And like that's important and you have to actually nurture uh, your soul and your soul needs to be restored. And so there's things that hold us back and put a blockade between us and God. And there's um, we invest in a lot of things like, hey, we're going to invest in kids and you know work in in our 401k but we're not necessarily investing in our spiritual and emotional growth and so we have report cards at work at school our all these other places and so we have to grow because we're seeing where we're not um, growing in these areas but we don't really necessarily take a, a spiritual report card or an emotional report card how are we doing in this yeah that's good we're going to take a break, come back on a couple more segments, talk a little bit more about the Soul Care experience and what was the challenge, what did they like, and maybe some other parts of it that you may be listening to and say, hey, that's something I'm interested in. Go to furtherstillministries.org, furtherstillministries.org to get information about signing up for the 2020 Soul Care Retreat. Take a break on Solid Steps Radio. Hello and welcome Back to Solid Steps Radio, segment three. If you missed the first two, you missed a lot. Go back to iTunes, SoundCloud, 
or wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can go to our Facebook page and type in Solid Steps Radio, and you will see our ugly mugs come up, uh, ours being me and Kurt. And uh, just click on that, and you can hear all these shows in their entirety, commercial-free, thanks to our great sponsors like Bright Star Home Care. If you have a loved one who needs in-home care, whether it's a visit a week or 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care can walk through that process with you with a lot of empathy and kindness. Uh, Dan Hart Financial, if you want to retire one day or talk about what that looks like financially to you and your family, Dan Hart can do that. Uh, Southern Smoke Catering, Southern Smoke Catering Barbecue. It is a barbecue catering only uh, uh, business. You go to southernsmokecatering.com, southernsmokecatering.com, put some south in your mouth. So, So ladies, we're talking about this two-year soul transformational journey experience and uh, i asked you last time what's been the most transformational and helpful uh what's been the most difficult part of this journey uh angie why don't we start with you um i would say building on the path Uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword because i definitely would not want you to throw it all at me at once Um, But what would happen is I felt like I would go through one of the quarters, I would have something down, let's say, you know, prayer and silence. And then the next quarter, we would introduce something different. And then I felt like I'd kind of get away from the things that I already learned a little bit and wouldn't feel as confident about them. Um, Mm -hmm. So that part, just kind of pulling in all the pieces and making sure that I was looking backwards and not forgetting some of the things that I had already learned from a discipline perspective and including them in my daily life. Um, That, and then the other part was the personality uh, dive that we did, the Enneagram testing. Um, I just didn't really want to face some of those things. You have a perception of how you are and some of the um, positives about your personality, those are easy, the warm and fuzzy, but some of those things that can not be life-giving, those are a little harder to face sometimes and realize and recognize in yourself. Um, but that's how we grow, so it was it was worth it in the end, but that was a hard journey for sure. Well, sometimes when we, when we, we call it our false self or in, in the, the Bible would call it our flesh, um, it's not. It's not really fun. I mean, Tracy, do you um, do you like when someone says you're really walking in the flesh there? Um, Chad, uh, do, you, do you? I mean, you guys. Uh, it's not really fun and exciting to hear that. I typically don't know I'm in the flesh until it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, do you? Uh, uh, can you relate? Yeah, I mean that one was. I actually resisted when it was all coming out, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it ever. <laughs> and so, <laughs> that was an interesting part that I was like, okay, well, all right, Lord, if this is what you're saying, it's important for me to know more about myself. But honestly, it was um, helpful to know the knee-jerk reactions that I operated out of. And so, then it, it all of a sudden shed light onto, oh. Oh, that's why I do that. Oh, that's what gets triggered. And then I react this way. And so being more aware of it, then now I can catch myself. And so I don't destroy my relationships and I don't, you know, I'm not coming at my kids with the claws out and it's like, okay, (laughs) but it was hard to, um, uh, being an eight female is sometimes really difficult too. So 
Yeah, our listeners don't know what an eight is, but if you come on the on the soul transformational journey, you will over time you'll mm-hmm. uh, learn what an eight is and the other eight numbers. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it really comes from a biblical framework of um, many times we're unaware uh, our self awareness. We we think we have a better self-awareness than we actually do. Oh, hands down. Yeah. I was operating in a robot, doing life, you know, college kids. Yeah. Yeah. College kids work, and I was just going through life, and yeah, God was a part, and I, we went to church regularly, I was, did discipleship curriculum, but a lot of it ended up being a lot of knowledge-based, and it wasn't necessarily the relational interaction with the Lord, and giving Him space um, to come in, or for me to be quiet enough to listen. And so um, that was part of more of experiencing him versus just learning more about something. Yeah. Sometimes it's just easier to, I, I'll just get some more data, a mm-hmm. little bit more information and we'll call that transformation and we'll call it a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, no, yeah, we check it off and we just go autopilot. Um, so the, the, the most difficult piece for you was the whole self-awareness um that was a huge part, but actually it was the desires thing that we talked about in the first retreat of, um, and that is going back into looking, the Lord asking us for us to then sit and be aware of ourselves of what are the things that motivate us and those kind of things. And so I actually, it started revealing that I had some lies that I was believing about God and about myself and that... Um, that I'd really prayed about something and God didn't, did not answer the prayer the way I wanted it to, or the way that I thought, you know, theologically he should. And so that was really kind of devastating. And I kind of sat in a season that I was angry at God. And so then it was seeing him as a, a father who gives good gifts. He does desire that for us and he loves us. Um, he's not going to give us a snake when we ask for, you know, bread. And so, um, but it was one of those things where um, I also kind of saw that I was then fearful of asking him and that there was I um, started revealing that um, I didn't have necessarily a healthy view of um, asking the Lord about things and going to my Heavenly Father in a relational sense um, that I saw it as um, that uh, it was selfish or um, that I couldn't or I wasn't good enough or deserving. Um, And so I didn't have the correct identity posture with him and being a daughter of the king and I can come to daddy and ask um, versus that I need to slave away and a hired hand and I need to do something first and then I can come to you. Yeah, we we forget uh, the the incredible room of grace, I call Mm. it, that God has for us. Hey, one of the things that we practice at the at every retreat, we have a night of silence where we 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 do some teaching, we interact, and that kind of thing. And then at about eight thirty or so, it, it we go into a time of 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 just being alone and quiet. You can go take a walk, you can go take a nap, you can go to bed early, uh, you can read, you can. But it's 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 quiet. Was that hard, uh, you know, for Tracy, for Angie, was that hard for you? Was that difficult for you, you guys? I It wasn't for me, but I'm the type of person that gets re-energized by being by myself and having that time. And so I, I just enjoy the freedom of being able to 
go for a walk and 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 you know when you have the busy work days and work weeks and all the conversations for work and family and friends and sometimes it's nice just to be and not to even have to talk just to be quiet so i i actually enjoyed that time because it gave me a safe space to do it and a time to do it versus just continuing to push through and the, ble- the flurry of life yeah and the blessing to like get, you know permission to like hey go be still go go rest go take a nap go i love what john ortberg says sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap i i, I love that quote um so I, I, that's good, but good to hear we have to actually put it on our schedule yeah. to, to rest <laughs> and to stop see to stop uh striving and i have to schedule that in Sometimes we do, and then oh, protect oh, it. So, so when you, I mean, you ladies didn't know that this, you know, until the first retreat that we were going to have this this time of of quiet. And how how was that for you? Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> I was like, this what? And so at first, I was like, I wonder if he's going to be legalistic about that. If we actually talk, is he going to like come out and we go to like soul care jail or something? Um, <laughs> but. Uh, and so, and then and the other part is, is uh, females like to be relational and all of a sudden I'm getting to see my friend Angie and my friend Kim Pryor and we don't have our kids. And so it's like, <gasps> we can talk. And so we do get to talk during meals, but um, the silence thing, I was like, mm. but as I started sitting in it and then spending time with God or walking out in nature, um, I actually brought my hammock one time and hooked that up and it was awesome. And so, but it was, it was the quieting down of the hamster wheel and just going, going, going to be able to sit back and then listen or take a nap or do those things that the Lord wanted to do to fill us, to, to talk to us, but we had to pull away from the, the grind yeah. to be able to do it yeah that's good uh just uh, i think for you chad mm-hmm. the first time that you went through it yeah you just uh, you just went back to bed and went to uh, it, it was, you, you i think it crashed, was the, i think you? it was the very first night i can't remember which which retreat it was there was one night where you set us loose at about eight o'clock and i said okay i'm gonna go back and the little pharisee in me said i'm gonna go do this this and this and i'm gonna study and write <laughs> and do all this and if something happened from the time I left the room until the time I got back, the room we were all in, 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 in teaching, and I went back to my room, something happened in me. I wasn't in my room five minutes, and I could not keep my eyes open. <laughs> I went to bed like at 9 o'clock, and I slept till 7 a.m. And I woke up, and I went, that is exactly what God wanted me to do. That was just God's go, invitation. Don't don't do the work, son. Let just rest. And I fell asleep. And I, I can't remember last time I slept twelve hours. Oh, I want to go back on the retreat now that I say that. So we're going to take a break. Come back in a fourth and final segment and wrap up with these ladies and hear some final comments about soul care, soul retreat, furtherstillministries.org. furtherstillministries.org If you're interested in going on the 2021 retreat that begins in uh, January of 2021, or you can message us and, and leave a message on Facebook and we can get you some information if you'd like to sign up. We'll be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Hello and welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Fourth and final segment today. If you missed the first three, go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or Facebook and just type in Solid Steps Radio. 
And you'll hear there hear this show in its entirety commercial to free thanks to great sponsors like Iroquois Family Dental. If you need a family friend, why do I have a problem saying that? A family friendly dental office. Say that five times. Real I'll just quick. say it once. Iroquois Family Dental. Uh, they've been sponsoring our show. Eric and his crew, great folks. They got two locations in the Louisville area, and then also uh, the Southeast Outlook. Uh, they are a publication in the Louisville area that that prints, talks about, and just tells the story that God is writing in. Louisville and then around the world. Uh, Veritech generators. We're coming up on the winter season, depending on when you listen to this. And snowstorms, ice storms, we can knock your power out. If you need a generator for your home or business, Veritech generators can take care of you. And then executive elevators. If you've got a loved one that wants to stay in their home, they don't have that first floor master bathroom, bedroom, and they really want to stay in their home, executive elevators can help them have really nice functioning Elevators to help keep them in their home. So executive elevators have been helping us out as well. So ladies, uh, we you know we do eight retreats over two years uh, every quarter. Retreat number three is how we approach the Bible. Um, many times we approach the Bible. We want more information. We're kind of an informational uh, driven culture society. Um, but really, the Bible is for our information, but it's more than that. It's for our transformation. How did that retreat um, minister to your soul? Uh, I'll, let, I'll uh, let you start, Angie, and then Tracy, you jump in. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, and even as a kid in church, you have Bible bowl, you have, it's all recall. You know, can you say the scripture? Can you... Um, pull out where this is in the Bible, all those types of things, the stories, and and all those things are great to know, but really taking a step back and, and realizing that it, it is truly a, a love letter, and it's not as much about the information as it is about how it can transform the way we view ourselves, the way we view life, the way we view the gifts that we've been given, and the things that have been taken away as well. Um, so yeah, that, that was a great retreat. I really did enjoy that one. Mm. Tracy, what about you? Yeah. When you started going through, um, approaching the Bible that we, I did approach it more like a newspaper of just looking for the information and what do I need to know and what do I need to take from it? And, um, you know, let me put this in my list of things to do, uh, versus, um, kind of approaching it as a, what is the Lord wanting to speak to me and how do I interact with this passage? So instead of, I would get in that, um, okay, I've got to read an entire chapter, you know, today versus you encouraged, hey, take three, four, five verses and sit with it and then let the Lord speak to you about it. And then to go back and reread that, I'm like, that's not effective or efficient. I mean, hello, you're not going to get through the Bible very fast at that. But then all of a sudden, you know, the word would pop out and it's like, oh, okay. And then that was the Lord interacting with me with his word. But that's where you fall in love with the author of the book, not just the words on the page. Mm, That's, yeah, I mean, I mean, over the years as a pastor, I have, I know that I have communicated, um, you know, lean into it like a newspaper rather than lean into it like a love letter. 
and how God wants to speak to us and minister to us. And sometimes it's like a race, like, okay, we've got to get to the end of this book, the end of the, we've got to read through the Bible in a year, which in many ways is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But if all we're doing is just reading through the Bible in a year without um, leaning into the beauty of allowing the Holy Spirit, who is the author Mm -hmm. of the Word of God, um, to minister to our souls and for a transformation to take place, um, in many ways we can really miss the whole the, the whole point of what God has for us. I missed it for years and probably decades, and it wasn't till um, stuff hit the fan for me that I was forced to um, look at it deeper and more interactively and more relationally. Yeah. And so I like staying more yeah. in my head and information. <laughs> It's, yeah, I mean, it is interesting how, you know, when things happen in life that really put you on trial, how you realize that, you know, I know all this information in the Bible, I have the head knowledge, but there's something missing in terms of how I was viewing it in my heart and how I was applying it to me and what it really meant um, in my life. Um, that that was a hard realization for me, because I would literally think, I know the answer, <laughs> But for some reason, I can't believe this in my heart, mm. and I couldn't understand why. So that that really helped connect that piece for me. That's that eighteen inch journey from where your brain sits to where your heart sits is one of the longest journeys yeah. to know things, then to believe them and receive them, and then be able to live out of that. Yeah, that's that's what we look on yeah. uh, number uh, number uh, three retreat. Hey, uh, uh, ladies. Um, I just want to thank you guys for coming in and so grateful for sharing your hearts. But before we wrap up, I, I want to hear from you. Uh, just just speak into uh, the men who are listening. Why should men go to this? And and then why should some of your girlfriends and your, uh, your friends be involved in this as well? Go ahead, Angie. I, I mean, it's kind of a why not thing. It's a... Uh... <laughs> You know, we've given all kinds of examples of how it's life-giving, and I think it's one of those things where you just have to step back and realize that the pace that you're going through and the rhythm of life, I'm not sure that anyone out there that's listening wouldn't say there's something that they feel like is a little off. And so we all can use help in the journey of our soul and and building a better foundation when it comes to more appropriate rhythms and, and biblical rhythms for how we live out life. So it's a it's definitely an experience that's not like anything I've ever been through, and, and I've been in church my entire life. Um, and for the men, I would say you should go because your wife's going to tell you or your girlfriend, and you just you got to go because that's what they're saying to do, right? well as i say uh, going along those lines it is it's one of those that it's it's worth it it's worth the investment of the time and that's the probably the biggest thing that i said was i don't have time for this or um you know how am i going to be away from my three boys but it's worth the investment this 
pay uh, this will pay off way more than investing in your 401k the dividends that it will pay for investing in your soul and nurturing your soul um and so for yeah i mean even some of the things that i would come back with i would talk to my brother-in-laws about i'm like hey did you guys know and i think i sent that um soul article from our first one out to my entire family i'm like y'all need to take care of your souls because we only got one of them so you might want to be start working on those and so um because we do we live at a breakneck speed and we live in just a culture of more, more, more XX excess. So it's counterintuitive to pull back and to rest, but it is that stri- stri- ceasing striving. And, but that is where I found more peace and more life and more fulfillment. And yeah. And so um, don't wait for burnout or crisis to stop you because. Um, Pain will get your attention, but be proactive. And so um, partner with a, another couple. And so um, if the childcare thing overnight um, for the 24 hours, the, partner with a couple. You guys do it for the first time, and then let them do it the next time. And it's totally worth it. I think it's fun probably going together as a couple um, because then you can talk about a lot of the same things and you're reading the same things. So then there's ends up being uh, deeper connections. Um, and then not only the deeper and wider relationship with God, but you're uh, strengthening that relationship with your spouse. But if not, then one go and then the other one invest. And that's a good thing that you can spend time with the kids one-on-one and have pizza and movie night. (laughs) Sounds good. Well, Tracy and Angie, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for sharing your hearts. And uh, we got to wrap this baby up. Uh, Tracy, would you just pray for us Pray for us guys <laughs> and uh, just take a few minutes, a few seconds to pray for us, please. Thanks. Lord, we do come before you and we just say thank you. Thank you for um, the things that um, Kurt has gone through um, that has borne out this journey. Lord, I know that it's been hard and painful, but again, beauty out of the ashes. These are journeys um, of our soul that need to be taken. And you've given him wisdom and experience to be able to um, put this together in um, a format that guides and leads uh, people so they're not directionless. Um, and so, Lord, I do, I pray for the people that are hearing this, um, that they will ask you, Lord, um, to sit with them um, and have it burn inside of them that they um, want to know and, and experience you in a deeper, um, more um life-giving way, Lord, and that can release some of the uh, expectations um, that we put on ourselves or what society puts on us, Lord. And for these, for the men, um, thank you for these guys that lead and they want to grow and learn. And because out of that, um, it does go out to uh, each other um, and to the women in their life and the kids. Um, But even into their workplaces, that you infuse them um, with this knowledge, and it does it. It grows them and it excites them, and so then it um, it will um, further um, instill into everyone else around them. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Tracy. Amen. Thank you, Angie. If you heard this and something in you said, "Man, I don't." When was the last time I had a break? I feel like I can't get my mind to stop. Uh, you feel like you're drowning and information and you can't get enough time or margin in your life. I always say if you read a book with no margins in it, it would be very hard to read. (laughs) Is your life like that? The Soul Care Retreat can help you get some margin in your life and hear from things 
that you may not want to hear, but you need to hear, but also some things that you need to hear that you want to hear. So furtherstillministries.org, furtherstillministries.org, signing up for the 2021, 2022. Nobody wants to get out of this year more than me, right? <laughs> uh, but if you want to start the 2021 year off on a journey with God going further, furtherstillministries.org. Thanks for listening. Put this show on your Facebook page or send it to a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.